is Digital Marketer. Hey there, and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and I've got something a bit different than usual today. We'll be joined by a full Digital Marketer panel for a really open-ended conversation. So what sparked this is I've seen articles and videos floating around the internet predicting the death of Instagram. And I personally felt very attacked because I love Instagram, but I wanted to gather the best minds across our team to speak on this. So today I'm joined by our senior social media manager, Shannon Goodell, the co-host of the Perpetual Traffic podcast, also our former director of marketing and current director of product, Amanda Powell, and our incredibly brilliant TikTok savvy content coordinator, Maya Hughley. In this conversation, we really get into the future of social media, consumer behavior, and the possible death of platforms. I'd love to hear your thoughts after you listen. So if you're a lab member, go ahead and post your response in the Digital Marketer Engage Facebook group. Feel free to tag me. And now let's get into it. Hello, my wonderful panel. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Before we dive into the topic of today's episode, I want to just have you introduce yourself and so people can recognize whose voice is whose. Obviously, I'm Jenna. I'm the host. Who knows why? I I do not have a podcast voice, but for some reason, (laughs) I'm the host. That's me. You have the best podcast voice. That's such a lie, Jenna. (laughs) I was fishing for compliments. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) You fell for it. I'm Amanda. I'm the head of product at Digital Marketer currently and run the product and content teams, which we affectionately call our content team, <laughs> which was named by Jenna. Jenna named that. Oh, named yeah. Did content I? Team. That <laughs> Shannon, what about you? Hey, I'm Shannon Goodell. I'm the senior social media manager for the Scalable Company, which includes digital marketer, scalable.co, and then two personal brands, that you think are being run by these two people, but they're really being run by me. To be remain nameless for we'll now. never reveal <laughs> whose brands I'll they never are. Know. <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, and Maya. Hello there. I'm Maya Hughley. I am the content coordinator here at Digital Marketer. Uh, I'm part of the Prontent team and kind of the resident office baby. Uh, I am one of the youngest people in the office, so I am here to provide some some user insight into to what's going on. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because I love all of you, number one, and this conversation is going to be fun, but also because what the heck is going on in the world? There are articles, videos going around talking about Instagram is dying. Instagram is on the decline. Stop putting faith into Instagram. People moving away from Facebook. People saying, I will never go back. I'm never going to advertise on there again. What's happening? Is this accurate or is this a blip? Oh, I say it's Instagram's not going away for a very long time, but it's definitely not a blip. It's not growing. It's not growing. Gen Z is not interested in Instagram. They're not going to Instagram. 
And baby boomers are also not going to Instagram. So you remember baby boomers eventually adopted Facebook, but that hasn't really happened with Instagram. So they hit like, they still have like a billion daily active users. So it's not like it's suddenly that's going to be gone, <laughs> but it has not been growing. And if you have like more, more and more younger people, obviously uh, not going to a platform, it, it can't really, really grow. And I think like the main, one of the main issues is like the privacy issue. They have gotten in trouble, like Facebook, obviously Facebook owns Instagram, which is a problem, <laughs> but they've got issues with privacy as well, where they, the recent one is they're spying um, on people's, using people's cameras to spy on them when they were off of Instagram and they claimed it was a, a, a hack or, or not a hack, like a glitch or something. We're fixing mm. it. But do you really believe Zuckerberg on that one? Um, <laughs> so Gen Z is they really care about privacy. They are very involved in the community and what's going on, socially conscious. They hate bullying, hate speech. And we have Instagram where it's like the lowest self-esteem social media platform out there like the article is affects self-esteem so why why would they flock to that yeah and they're they try they're trying to become like facebook again because organic is dead pretty much on instagram now they want you to pay just like facebook facebook used to be you have all this organic reach it was incredible and then it's like nope you just have to run ads we're not going to show your posts to any of your followers and that's what's happening a little bit with instagram so it's a, it's a huge problem. Interesting. So when I first saw one of the videos and they were saying Instagram is dying because people just go there to sell stuff. Like there's no real people anymore on Instagram. And I personally felt very offended because I was like, where else do I go? <laughs> There's no way I'm going to go to TikTok <laughs> because I'm 34. So is, is that true? Well, I had a thought if you want me to just Yeah, I want to hear your thought, Maya. One thing for me that I've noticed as someone who uses both Instagram and TikTok, and this is something that Shannon kind of touched on, is that it is becoming, I think, a lot more like Facebook to the younger generation, whereas like mm -hmm. Facebook is for connecting with your family. That's where your grandma is. That's where your aunts and uncles are. Instagram is where your friends are, your high school friends, your college classmates. And now TikTok is becoming a place where there's a little bit more anonymity. Like you're not necessarily looking to connect with people. You're seeing content from tons of people that you don't know. And I think that's one of the draws where it's like Instagram to start out. I don't think Instagram is dying. I think people like Facebook, once you have it, you'll always have it. If you never adopt it, you might not ever get it. But because that's where people collect their friends, I think it's going to hang around. But there's a major, I think, difference in that is that people are going there for two different things and two different groups of people. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think it's both of what Shannon and Maya said, I think are, is totally accurate. I don't think it's I don't think it's going anywhere. Like, I don't think at this point, I don't think a platform like Facebook or a platform like Instagram is going to die in the same death that MySpace died. <laughs> right. I think it's always going to stick around. It's been around too long to die that kind of like weird, like what did it, it turned into it's like, like a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. ghost town. But it also turned it tried like Justin Timberlake bought it or something. So like is social media death, even a real thing has a social yeah. media really died. They're all just 
music discovery, like bands are on MySpace to like connect with other bands, I believe. I might be wrong. The only one that I can think of that really like went away was like Friendster, like ones like those yeah. that I like actually gone. But like in our, our modern social media boom, I feel like we've never seen a social truly die. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a lot exaggerated a lot to get mm-hmm. people want attention, obviously. So they're like, Instagram's dead. But then you like read the articles and it's like, no, it's not actually going to die. It's just not growing. So that type of, type of thing. Yeah. And I think it, I really think it will grow. I do think it's going to, we're going to see a lot of major pivots, I think, come February with, I won't get into like the madness that is iOS 14, but one thing that we've been looking at is like, okay, everyone's been talking about iOS 14 and Facebook, but no one's really talking about iOS 14 and Instagram. But like Shannon said, Facebook owns Instagram. So it's obviously going to affect Instagram as well. So Facebook's going to have to learn to pivot, especially within first party data in Facebook and Instagram are going to have to learn to pivot in terms of advertising in a really big way. And I think the platform is probably going to change a lot. But I think based on what Maya was saying, Instagram is no longer, I think we used to, when I was in college, we used to go to Facebook for entertainment value. And then it became exactly what Maya said, where we gathered our friends and once you graduated, your college friends were on there, your high school friends were on there and Instagram became the place for entertainment. And now Instagram is now very much advertising where you grow your business. So from a business perspective, Facebook and Instagram are still very relevant. You have to be able to use those platforms in order to grow an audience, in order to get people to buy your product. But I do think they're becoming more of a, Instagram is becoming more like Facebook in terms of it is a platform where you're able to sell. TikTok is now more entertainment value. And I feel like eventually now that TikTok's starting to pick up on advertising, I'm sure down the road, it's going to become, <laughs> we're going to have a different thing that's going to be entertainment value. Because it is interesting though, Maya, like your generation has always been interested in like more of the platforms that provide, like I never was like big on YouTube, but you, your generation seems where you're falling within like the generation gap of millennial and Gen Z seems to be more interested in like watching TV on YouTube and like resonating with people who have channels on YouTube, much like I sit in front of the couch and watch Netflix. (laughs) I I feel like for the podcast, I should mention, I was born in 1996 to give people a frame of reference. So when I say resident office baby, I am 24. So that gives people an idea of like where I fall. Some people that's Gen Z, some people consider it millennial. But I think you're totally right. I think sometimes marketers have this perspective that Gen Z is only into short form content, which to some extent is true. Like TikTok is minute and a half max. Vine was huge for mm-hmm. my group. That was one social media that did die. But Vine did die. Unfortunately, I was very attached to Vine, but that was six second videos. But I think there is there's the short form space that Gen Z super loves, but they'll also watch 30 minute long YouTube videos. Oh, like hour and a half. Yeah. Like they'll just sit there and watch someone talking to the camera in a YouTube video. So I think I think it's a generation that is all about the content and the hook Mm -hmm. like the time is not as important if you are truly presenting something of entertainment value that'll really hook them 
so I think a lot of times marketers just go short, 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 like it needs to be short, but I don't think that's always true. I think there's a really good distinction being made too right now. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, Shannon, between a place that you go for entertainment or to collect friends or whatever, and a place you go to shop, which is what we're about as marketers. Where do you go to shop, to find ads for new products to buy? Where do you go and where are people finding success? Yeah, I think like that's their focus is so much on shop now on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. really appealing to the marketers and the e-commerce businesses. So that's definitely, that's there's no way Instagram obviously is not going away and it's a hugely valuable platform for businesses. Mm -hmm. I think where businesses are, can be missing the mark is what Maya was saying is like the content is just like me, me, me. It's not speaking to the audience. You see so much of that like self-promotional content Whereas I think if you reevaluate who your audience is, what content speaks to them, what entertains them, what provides value, like think think of value first content instead of just like sale, 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 or look at me, like I'm so perfect, or it's kind of like LinkedIn. LinkedIn has become like Instagram-y in a way mm-hmm. that sounds crazy. It's just like the self-promotion crap. It's mm-hmm. people hate it. There's like, a, I know we're getting off tangent, but there's a Twitter account for LinkedIn fails. I can't remember what it's called, but it's just basically calling out all these like self-promotional crap that these entrepreneurs or gurus, influencers are posting on LinkedIn. And that's kind of stuff that you would see on Instagram. It's like, look at me, need to go away from that on any platform you're on, but people are not responding to that on Instagram anymore. They're not interested in your selfies. They're not taking selfies. So it's like, you have to focus on why your audience is there and how to reach them and engage them. And what are your goals? It's not just, I need to post every day. Like what, that, that's pointless. Like what are your goals? Instagram is like it, it is challenging because like organic reach is, is dead a little bit on Instagram because they want you to obviously pay, but you can do that in strategic ways and, and have success based on what your goal is. Like we had on digital marketer, we had our best year ever in 2020 on Instagram and we don't, we don't really promote posts and stuff like that. So you can have success on it, but I think people are still thinking it's like, they want to see like the, the selfies and the really like laid out like graphics or present this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's like, Mm -hmm. I look how successful I am. That's not what people are looking for anymore. So just the more real, more value. Yeah, I feel like what even what you're saying, Shannon, like Shalene Johnson, who was talking about Instagram at Traffic and Conversion Summit, like said exactly that of like, nobody wants your like, extremely filtered like posts that are very programmed on your Instagram page anymore. It's all about something that's valuable to me, which is what Maya said. So if you're going to sell on Instagram, which seems like that's obviously has to be the platform that you're going to use to grow your business from a marketing perspective, then it has to be for lack of a better term, for lack of a better term, everyone's going to cringe when I say this, but like authentic in a way that is not <laughs> not like, not necessarily like pre-planned. And I feel like even I find myself following like the people who are 
claim authenticity and then they're like, this is what I made for breakfast. It's like, I want the people who are talking about like nitty gritty stuff around interests that I'm like, things that I actually like. And then that's why I buy from them. Like, I can't tell you how many times I have shopped, like you said, Jenna, on Instagram because of the like more authentic content that comes out of the platform. And that's exactly what Shannon was saying and exactly what Shalene was saying at Traffic and Conversion. Like everyone just wants like quality content that resonates with, with you, with your audience. So it's like really a matter of like target, like people don't really think about like their avatar so much anymore as like trying to make their Instagram look pretty, which I think is what happened when Instagram first came out. Cause it's like, Ooh, pretty, look at all these pretty filters. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's more of like, I just give me the good, like give me the good stuff. And also I think because of that, it's like much less entertainment and more like business in general. Yeah. I think, I think to your point, the, the part about authenticity comes from what I see the best creators doing is cr- building a community on their Instagram, whether it's across YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. Facebook, they're creating a community across all yeah. of these channels and having real conversations with people saying like polls, surveys, stickers, like asking Q&A questions, but also pairing that with aspirational, like authenticity, like you guys want this because we've talked about it. And now I'm going to show you how to achieve something, whether that's my hair, because this is how I curl my hair, or here's the face mask I use, or here's my coaching advice, or Mm -hmm. even here are some great resources to teach yourself about like the impact of like being anti-racism like Mm -hmm. there was a huge influx of that this summer and it was all on Instagram I feel like that was the majority of where those conversations were happening whereas Twitter was these up to the moment news breaking news Mm -hmm. on the ground type things and TikTok was like big opinions yeah and Facebook, you don't want to even get into. Facebook is like, <laughs> yeah, the drags of humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the, uh, I actually saved the TikTok for this podcast because I was like, oh my God, this is so relevant. And also I need to give this person credit because I'm about to completely paraphrase their idea. So their <laughs> at is uh, Lydia Lou 121 I believe. <laughs> and basically she made the point that Instagram has always been sort of like, a glamorization like you buy the Mm -hmm. things on Instagram because glamorous people are using them and they're telling you to use them and TikTok has really been almost organically about like the everyday like people are capturing their everyday on TikTok which is something they used to do on Instagram and they've grown out of that but you also get into when people do that when they're authentic when they show themselves using something like a product I think the platform drawback is they can't immediately access it. There's no direct shop. If you're, if it's not an ad in TikTok, there's no way to directly like shop that thing. Mm-hmm. But like I've seen users on TikToks where their whole account is just like a 60 part series of here's what you should buy from Amazon. And like, if you're a business owner that has a product in Amazon and you're not on TikTok to see that, like you might be missing out on some people that are looking for you that can't find your product that are like, oh my God, this is so cool. And like, there's user feedback right there. If you're, you know, looking for that sort of thing. And that person is basically all influencer marketing um, for now, 
it will probably change and I can make some predictions on how that might happen. But for now, it's really just all people using things authentically, showing things in the kind of their everyday setting, how they use something every day. And I think that could totally be extended to coaching, marketing, how I do this every day. Let me show you these tips. So I think it's heading in that direction. But I think, honestly, I think the platform is holding that part back a little bit. But I think that's what people enjoy is that the platform isn't so directly shop, shop, shop. They're like squeezing it in between videos of frogs, cute puppies, (laughs) and then maybe something you want to buy. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Is Instagram a magazine and TikTok America's Funniest Home Videos? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is America's Funniest Home Videos still around? It is. They got a new post recently. I, I thought believe. maybe there's like some. <laughs> What's that one that they always show? Like when we used to go and be in bars and it would always be on the screen and you're just like watching it. Like, why am I watching it? This? It is definitely weird that those things still exist in the age of TikTok because it's like, I saw that on the internet already. I don't want to watch it on the <laughs> television. <laughs> but like, I feel like it's still people that are on Facebook <laughs> that just like aren't getting <laughs> any of the memes that are making it through. And. Honestly, I feel like TikTok and Twitter are just the fastest of the social media platforms. Instagram, like you were saying, Jenna, this summer, they're collecting guides, they're collecting resources, they're packaging things pretty, so it's a little bit slower. TikTok, Mm -hmm. like if you are trying to get in on a trend, it'll pass you by in a second. For the Bernie Sanders meme in the chair, (laughs) I just... It was a whirlwind of 24 hours of people painting things, making pins, making t-shirts. And now I feel like they're done. Like, they're kind of like, that was fun. We're done now. And so if you're on Facebook, you might be just catching up. Like, you might be just getting those. So it's weird the kind of speed that those kind of things are happening in. And I feel like that's exactly why people are predicting that, Facebook and Instagram are going to die. But I think in terms of like growth in general, like that's what people said about email, right? Like, oh, it's so slow. Now we have Slack and chat and I don't even know what other chat. I always used to G chat. Like now we have G chat and Slack chat and Zoom chat, like all of those chats that I used to used to use for any company that I've worked at. And it's like, email is definitely dying. And now we're spinning back around where it's like, if you want to grow your audience, you better get it on the email list. Yeah. <laughs> That's why like subscribers is our number one social goal now. It's not traffic. Mm-hmm. Subscribers is like, get up. You build these ob- audiences on these platforms. And then it's like, you have to advertise to them for them to see your, your content. And then it's like, they could just like ban your account. And that's been going 
like crazy on Facebook. So it's like, you got to get them on something that you actually own, you have control over. So that's like a key. So yeah, definitely if you're not, if you've been neglecting your email strategy, just been running maybe Facebook ads, I would definitely look at ways you can use your your social platform, build that engaged audience that trusts you. And then you provide value so many times. They're like, we want to see more join our email list type of thing. So think of ways to do that. I would also say like, look at other platforms, look at TikTok and, and, and some of the other platforms. So I'm just, I always was like, preach, like, just focus on like one or two social channels. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, kind of diversify a little bit and see like, if there's an audience out there that you're missing. So it's kind of changed in that way. You can't just, re- you can't just rely on like one, one platform. So exactly what you're saying, Shannon, like, I think that is how like different audiences, even just, even just the four of us here are like going to be focused on different platforms. Like I think we were laughing before Jenna, before you hit record where I was like, I love Pinterest. Like Like, I'm still on Pinterest every day. But the point is that like different audiences are going to be living within these different platforms that are not going to die. You're just going to have a very different audience. So based on what your business is, is going to direct you to the appropriate platform. So if you're going to be targeting like a younger audience based on what you're selling, the product or service you're selling, then you're probably going to want to start like figuring out how to use TikTok because the costs are probably going to be really low as soon as you can start to figure that out. And you're going to be able to you know, capitalize on that super fast. But if your demographic is more within, depending on the age range, more within like 30s, you know, 40s range, then you're probably going to be within Facebook or Instagram. Um, That's where I am. I don't have a TikTok yet. I, I get on the platform to make sure I'm not behind on all what the cool kids are talking about. (laughs) I don't have one. (laughs) But I think that's, yeah, Shannon, exactly what you're saying. I think it's like where you you have to focus your business, wherever your audience is going to be. And there's always going to be people on these platforms. It's just who, what people do you need to buy your product? Or if you want to pivot, then you need to pivot to a different platform. Yeah. Or these are decision makers. So If they're not the decision makers, you probably shouldn't spend too much time on, you should focus on where the people who are actually going to buy from you or become loyal customers, subscribers are and focus on those platforms. And it may, you know, it may not be TikTok, but it may just, you want to look at your audience and know who they are and where they are and what content they're eating up and engaging with. And I just always think like, try to focus on, value first and don't be overly promotional. I was like, like my advice every time. Like, <laughs> please stop. Think- just stop being like, look at me, look at my yeah. here, buy this. I got this. And yeah. If you've already built like a loyal following and they like love your, your products and stuff. Yeah. But don't just go on there. Like you're a dentist and you're like, you see like cleaning, $99 cleaning. And it's like, what, who is this? And like, why would I trust you? (laughs) (laughs) This is mainly talking about Facebook. You see, I don't know if you follow, like, if you're, do you, (laughs) if you're like me and you follow like your dentist on Facebook, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's just like, why? I mean, I'm already like a customer, but I'm like, why would new 
people be interested in this? (laughs) One thing I was just going to add is like, I feel like marketers are always looking for segmentation. I'm sure, Amanda, you're always trying to like find the right segment within a platform, but now platforms are their own segments. But I would also be interested to see, especially for people that like don't think TikTok would work for them, is if they tried using TikTok like their customer. <laughs> like they're like, would my mm. customer like this video? And if you interact with it that way, you might see what kind of segment they fall in. Like it might end up being some good customer research because TikTok, I feel like learns, they do learn things about me. They're a little creepy that way. And <laughs> based on what I like, they'll be like, but someone else also like that. And you like dogs, this person like dogs. Maybe you both like books and you end up on like book talk, as they call it. I know there's sections for people that talk about books. There's sections Mm -hmm. for people that love frogs. Like you're segmenting deeper and deeper based on what you're interested in. So I think that would be really cool if someone out there wanted to try it and tell me about it, (laughs) because that would be a fun experiment. Well, I feel like Maya, that's okay. So this is like my favorite example is when TikTok first like came on the scene like early, oh my gosh, I don't even remember when it came on. But Shannon, I remember you and I. Was it 2019? Was it 2019? <laughs> what happened last year? I don't even. Know. <laughs> the world it exploded. It exploded. On I itself. think last year was when it almost got banned politically. Yes, yes. So that's right. 2019 that's right. must have been like baby TikTok. Yes, oh. and Shannon, I remember having a conversation about it, and you were like, "Oh my gosh." Like, this is so embarrassing. The Washington Post just got a TikTok. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's just someone who doesn't know who their audience is. And they're cl- it's clearly not going to work. And then, God, I think it was like four months ago. Maya's like our resident TikTok, like TikTok expert. And Maya was like, oh, my gosh, the best TikToks are like the Washington Post. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. We had a conversation like six months ago, like clearly they don't know what they're doing. Like they're never going to get an audience there. And then Maya, like six months later was like, let me tell you what the best TikTok accounts are. Like you really can. Like, I love that you said that Maya, because you really can like position it into a segment that it does work for you because I love not their audience, but they have, they have the audience. It's just not me. I just feel like secondhand, it's like a hand embarrassment from it. Just like, oh my God. I feel like that that speaks so well to the generation that is on TikTok and blowing up TikTok. And it's a generation who cares about current events and the news and what's Mm -hmm. going on in the world and especially has a somewhat progressive stance on on things. So that kind of like makes so much sense. And especially if that's where you kind of land on the spectrum, you might as well lean into it and find this new burgeoning audience. And I will say there are older people on TikTok. I do often feel like I'm the oldest of the TikTokers because they're (laughs) like, oh my God, you're 24. What are you doing here? Go to work. That's rude, child. But like you end up getting in like sort of bubbles So I feel like the older people, like my parents, both of my parents have TikToks and they send them to me constantly. They only see 
TikToks that are relevant to them as 50 year olds. My mom gets TikToks about being a teacher and they're made by other adults. She's not getting 12 year olds dancing. She's getting jokes about managing your classroom that she thinks are hilarious and sends to me all the time. And so if there's anyone out there that's like, my, my audience just isn't there or they're just not willing to try it. They might be. I'm not, I can never guarantee like they will. But like Shannon said, I don't think it hurts, especially now to start early, like trying to diversify because you might be surprised that this niche, if you're a person that offers a service to teachers, that niche is there. Teachers are there talking about their pain points, their struggles. So each profession is like segmenting themselves in a way and talking about it. And I do see marketers there. I see marketing's there, consultants there, coaches there almost turning what a lot of people might think is blog content into TikTok. Mm -hmm. So they'll give you like a five of something. They'll give you, there's people that love music that will give you like the top seven albums of the week. Where in like the early 2000s, that would have been a blog that I went to where someone updated their blog weekly with like, these are the coolest albums. These are the best singles. They're now throwing that into a TikTok. So like, it doesn't have to be like this outrageous content and it doesn't have to be howdy there kids. I'm cool. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's a great point. Cause like our, I know our like number one kind of content type is like lists, especially books. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so now I'm like, we should, we should got to create a TikTok and be like, here are top five marketing books. We've got a category. So we've got copywriting books, become a better writer books business books. We got all kinds of, we can just be the book TikTok of, for marketers account. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you, Shannon. Perfect. One thing that I can't help but like tie together, like all these loose threads of this entire conversation has been like diversifying of where you are, but also the fact that like, are these, are these platforms really in competition with one another for real do they do they really have to be in competition is one one's gain the other's loss or could it be that there's this abundant space with tons of people who are segmenting themselves in different ways so with tiktok you have them segmenting algorithmically based on what they watch Instagram, they're looking up hashtags and they're following people and segmenting themselves that way on Facebook. They're joining Facebook groups and clicking on Facebook pages and then Pinterest, they're repinning things, Google, they're searching for things. So like everyone is segmenting themselves on these platforms in their own way. Is it really a competition? I would argue that, It is not so much that they're in competition with each other. It's that all apps and all platforms are in competition with just time. Like everyone's time is just getting divvied up into smaller and smaller pieces. The more platforms out there, the more time is not available. And so it's like when you start out with Facebook is the only thing, Facebook and Twitter are the only things that exist, they get to split that time 50-50. And so I don't think it's necessarily that one person can't have all of these platforms because as a 24-year-old, I have every single one of them. (laughs) I have Pinterest, I have a Reddit, I have a Twitter, I have a YouTube, I have every platform under the sun. But like, do I have time every day to check every single one of those and which one of those is going to be my priority 
And recently it's been TikTok. For me, it's been TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and then Facebook, if I get to it. Facebook, maybe a couple times a week, but not an everyday thing. And so that's just how I view that competitive space is like, they're all just competing for eyeballs, but not necessarily taking from one is giving to another. It's a, it's a prioritization. (laughs) Yes. I don't think, honestly, I think Maya hit the nail on the head, but I think like exactly what you said, Maya, one, you're, you're, I don't think you're necessarily competing with each other, but you are competing with like how you can segment. Like, I think we've already like one, you're competing for people's time. Like what platform am I going to choose when I open up my phone to spend the 20 minute lunch break that I have while I'm like eating a sandwich and like wanting to go on social media. And if you're not segmenting, if the platforms can't segment better and better, then I'm going to lose interest. And I think Jenna, you described it really well of like, People are basically segmenting themselves on Facebook. Your segment, like hashtags are segmenting you. Also the algorithm, but people get really upset with the algorithm in terms of segmentation on Instagram. TikTok, and that's not the first time I've heard it, is apparently extremely good at segmentation. It's a Maya, like, yeah, like word for word, like I think another speaker at Traffic and Conversion Summit even said like, everyone has a very like everyone's TikTok is so personalized to them. Like my TikTok might be like, Oh, like yoga <laughs> gurus, <laughs> but Maya's TikTok might be frogs. And that's <laughs> like what I'm watching. And like, it's extremely well, like extremely advanced in terms of segmentation, which is going to be as soon as they start releasing like full blown advertising, that's going to be like, a game changer. And I think that's where the other platforms have to catch up, especially with like iOS 14 and not being able to, for people not being able to see the data and segment on their own to their business correctly, it's going to be extremely difficult. And they're going to start looking at other platforms that they're able to like get a clearer view of who they can target. I think TikTok is also a, an example of When you're using someone's data, that's always like a really touchy point for them. Usually Mm -hmm. like on Facebook, people are very weird about their data, which we probably all should be. I probably should be more. But (laughs) when it comes to like TikTok, they're using crazy amounts of data. But I feel like for a lot of the younger people and the users, they feel like that benefits them. So it's like if you're positioning yourself in a way that like, your consumer knows that you're collecting data in order to benefit them and making their life easier. It's a lot easier to swallow. So it's like TikTok probably knows way more about me than Facebook does, but because it gets me the content that I want to see, I'm way more down for it. I'm just like, take whatever you want. Here's all my interests. Uh, Yes, I love puppies. Show me more. And they're just like, cool. We're just keep scraping this and see what we can get. And I'm, I'm here for it. But when Facebook does it, I'm like, like, get out of my business, Facebook. That's personal. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, add, 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 add. Yeah. so I think uh, and I was also going to say one of another TikTok user who does post marketing content there at is at meaningful dot marketing. He had a video of like five predictions for what he thinks ads might look like on TikTok. And one thing that stood out to me is he thinks that they're going to look a lot like YouTube ads. So they're going to be very native and trick you into thinking that you're watching more video. They're going to look very organic. 
eventually they might be, they might not be skippable because right now all of the ads are skippable. You can scroll past them. They may introduce non-skippable ads. They may introduce double ads where like one skips, one doesn't, which is another thing that YouTube does very often. So I just thought that was interesting platform wise because it gets compared to Instagram a lot, but it seems like it might actually be going in a more YouTube direction when it comes to, to ads. Interesting. Well, let's do final thoughts because we're getting to the end of the hour. And I just kind of want to ask, what do marketers need to know? Like point blank into this conversation, what do they need to walk away with? <laughs> oh man, I feel like that was like that's such a heavy question. It's a very heavy question. Don't just be beholden to the same platforms that you've always been on. Like Maya was saying, there your audience could be on TikTok craving your content, like what you have to offer, the value that you provide, and you're going to miss it if you're just like, I've always been on Facebook, I've always been on Instagram is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to look at the other platforms and see what else is out there. It's just like a fear thing. You're like, oh, just the just the youngsters on TikTok. I'm in my 40s. I'm not approaching any like business owner out there, consultants, entrepreneur, marketer. You're just like, oh, I'm too old for TikTok or what have you. Don't think like that. Because as Maya was saying, there's groups of marketers on TikTok. There's teachers on TikTok. Her parents are on TikTok. There's <laughs> so I guess that number one takeaway is Instagram is not dying. It's not growing like it used to. It's trying to become too much like Facebook with the, the organic drop and then um, it's trying to do too much to me. It's like, okay, we got to get the YouTube traffic. We're going to do IGTV. Oh, look at TikTok's a huge thing. Let's throw in reels. And they've kind of like lost their way in, you know, providing what people want, why people are on the platform. So I think if they can simplify and get back to actually helping small businesses reach their audience and giving them those tools as opposed to just throwing more more stuff that you need to do. If there was an article that or something Instagram had suggested for small business owners or for anybody on Instagram to reach their audiences, they need to be doing a ridiculous amount of posting on all these uh, different avenues. Like you got to do five to seven reels a week. You got to do, uh, you got to do 10 stories a week. You got to do multiple IGTV videos. And it's like, no one has the time for that. No one. So they just need to get back to helping business owners, helping marketers, helping e-commerce brands, whatever it is, whoever's on there actually engage with their audience in a meaningful way, instead of just being like, let me steal from what this platform is doing. So, and I'd say, um, playing off what Shannon said, I would just say like the main takeaway is like the platforms aren't dying. You just have to know, like, know as a marketer, who your audience is and the benefit that you provide. And that should help you target the right audience on the correct platform. And if you're not seeing growth, you have to be willing to pivot. And I think that's the word that everyone hated in 2020 is the word pivot. <laughs> Let's pivot. But I think you have to be flexible in a sense of, okay, the platforms are going to change and they are going to continue to change. Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, they're not static. Like 
advertising is going to shift, like the way we advertise as marketers is going to have to shift, which means that your audience might shift and they might shift platforms based on their age or gender, whatever their demographic is. They might shift completely to a different platform and you as a marketer have to be able to pivot to that platform and make sure that you can find them and show them value on whatever platform where your audience might be living. My biggest takeaway for marketers, I think, is I think a lot of times they have a habit of wanting to mirror their customer, which is always great. Like you want to look like what your customer wants. But I think when it comes to like organically positioning yourself on like Instagram or TikTok, sometimes you do need to lean into you are and your brand identity and let those people come to you instead of trying to throw out the image necessarily. I think there has to be a balance on both Instagram and TikTok of presenting the ideal image, which you think your customer wants to see, and then just being who you are and being your brand and letting them find you and segment themselves into like your view and what you are doing. I think it works really well on TikTok and I think it will work on Instagram. It just needs a little bit more push and you do have to do a little bit more mirroring, whereas, you know, TikTok's a little bit easier for them to just like stumble on you, decide they like you and stick around. But yeah. Sweet. My takeaway is Snapchat needs to step up their game. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It's great for (laughs) e-commerce. We didn't mention it though. But you guys, this was so awesome and I so appreciate your time and your energy today thanks for coming on thank you thank you thank you jenna (laughs) fun good convo it sounded really smart this was awesome and to everyone listening if you got this far means the world that we had a full hour of your day of your week and we'll see you same time same place next week bye y'all Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.